For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Putting out daily content over there as usual, podcasts, articles, different things that we're sharing out, all baseball, fantasy baseball related, including a new episode of the Farmer's Market Dynasty Baseball Podcast, which came out today. Andrew put that one out. I believe he recorded it yesterday, talking about some September call-ups and how they have done so far in their debuts. That one was a really good episode that I listened to this morning. You guys should be checking that one out. It is in the feeds already. So make sure you guys are going and subscribing and downloading to that show. And if you wouldn't, uh, if you would be so kind, uh, this one as well, as the baseball season winds down and people start to listen to football, it's always good to have you guys uh, jump on board and show some support. Now, today we are going to be talking about what we usually do here on Fridays, weekend pitchers to stream. There are eight guys that I am going to highlight, but before I highlight any of them, I do want to put out a, a broader point before we, we start. I don't recommend streaming a lot this time of year. I highlight a lot of different names usually. It, it depends on the week. Sometimes there's three or four. Sometimes there's as many as 10 or 11. And actually, I think there was one week where we had like 14 streamers. Sometimes the matchups just work that way. But in general, and especially this time of year, you got to be kind of careful about streaming pitchers, right? You, I mean, and this really, really goes down to head-to-head because in Roto, you, you can take those risks a little bit more where you already have those ERA and those whip numbers secured for the season. You can take a bit of a risk, and it's not going to kill you for the season necessarily. It might, you know, it, it might hurt you a little bit, but in a head-to-head sense, if you have like one horrendous start for a week, it could ruin your entire season. Uh, so you need to be very, very careful if you are in a, a playoff format and you're picking up any of these guys we're going to talk about. I do think they all have viability, but I also think that it needs to be more a desperation play to be streaming as opposed to something you really want to be doing. Maybe pick one or two guys if you're just you know trying to generally keep up in terms of the volume, in terms of the wins and the sa- and not really saves, in terms of wins and strikeouts mostly. Uh, you're trying to keep up there with your opponent depending on who they have going this week and this weekend in particular at this point. But I wouldn't just go out there and pick up four random streamers unless you are truly screwed in your ratio departments and you just need to volume your way back into contention and hope for some miracles. Then, okay, all bets are off. If you're in a fairly close race with uh, for ERA and for WHIP, I can't recommend using a lot of these guys. One or two, sparingly here or there. You know, use your gut. Listen to what people are telling you. And, you know, pick and choose where you might need it, but don't just stream for the sake of streaming. Only use it if you really, 
truly have to. That's what I'm going to say before we get going here. Now, the first guy I do want to highlight is Wade Miley. He's going to be going up against the Nationals. And Wade Miley, he's kind of flown under the radar, I think, a lot, especially in shallower formats. But he's been really good this season. Uh, 103 innings, so it's not a full season's worth of work, of course. And only 67 strikeouts, which isn't crazy. But a 330 ERA and a 114 whip is really, really good. He's been just very solid, very consistent. And he gets to face the Nationals, who we all know, they're not the greatest of offenses. They can every now and then have a little bit of a splurge here and there and look like a decent team. But overall, we're talking about a team offensively that is fairly middle of the pack, 21st in on-base percentage, 21st in OPS, 29th in home runs. You know, they're not bad in terms of the contact stats. They get hits. They get on base a little bit better. But even then, we're not we're not talking uh, great numbers here. They're 11th in hits per game. They're 21st in on-base percentage. So they're really not great at all uh, in, in really any aspect of hitting. Uh, I, I do think Miley is a viable streamer, and I think he can be somebody like he's, you're not going to be going out there looking for a lot of Ks from him because there's a chance he goes out there, pitches five or six innings, and gets you literally one or two strikeouts maybe. Best case scenario is probably about five strikeouts for him. He's more somebody you're hoping to get some lower ratios out of him, and because of the advantageous matchup, you're thinking there's a decent chance that you're going to come out of it with a win for Miley as well. 45% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I do think that he is somebody that can make a decent pickup uh, for tonight's slate. Now, the next two guys I'm going to talk about are actually facing off against each other, and I don't usually love to do this because you know you're you're guaranteed if you know you pick up both of them, you're not going to get a win out of both of these guys. But I do think, you know, especially if you're looking at like over under totals, it's the lowest tied for the lowest over under total of the night, and we're talking about Tariq Skubal and Griffin Canning. Um, Detroit and the Angels here. Tariq Skubal is a little bit higher on the roster percentage rate. I believe he is. Yeah, he's at the 71 right now. He's going up and up. In your shallower leagues, you might be able to find him. In those 8- and 10-team leagues, there's a decent chance he's still sitting on a waiver wire. He's been really good, if you look over the last month, nearly a top 25 player. 30 innings, 39K is a 270 ERA and a .9 whip. If you look at the season as a whole for him, which is only 62 innings, he did miss a good chunk of it, but he's got five wins in that time frame, 75 Ks, a 347 ERA, and a 1.03 whip, which is incredibly impressive for Tariq Skubal. If he is still sitting there against this Angels lineup, that I'm going to just double-check what the Shohei Otani situation is, but he has not been playing uh, at all in the last 10 days, so that was pretty much it for them in terms of their offensive prowess right now. Mike Trout is obviously not there. Mike Trout does intend to play again, uh, intend to play again this season, but at this point he's not there. He is not in the lineup for the Angels, and neither is Otani, and they're not very dangerous. If you can find Tariq Skubal, he is somebody that I could say like, yeah, you can stream him in pretty much any format, and he's like probably the most comfortable one that I have uh, of anybody that I am going to talk about today. Everything looks pretty good here on paper for Tariq Skubal to have a good start tonight. Griffin Canning, on the other side of that, has actually been pretty good himself this season. Again, not amazing, but if you look back over the last month, 21 and two-thirds innings, a 2.91 ERA and a 1.06 whip. For the season as a whole, in 110 innings, you're looking at 120 Ks, a 4.34 ERA and a 1.23 whip. He does get to face the Tigers. Again, we're playing the matchup game here. I don't think it's going to be a terribly high-scoring game with these two teams and these two guys on the mound. I'm not terribly confident in Canning. 
I think that he's a, like a pretty good option, and especially because he has been very solid recently, especially in limiting base runners. If you are looking for a little bit of a, a whip production possibility, he has been doing that as of late. But I don't have a ton of confidence. There's not a great team behind him. He's probably going to be able to give you like five, six innings. But that's, you know, I don't know exactly what the win potential is. If you're looking for a win specifically, which a lot of people are aiming for that possibility, I don't know that it's terribly high. I do think he's pretty viable, but he's just not as high up on the priority scale as Tariq Skubal for me tonight. I would definitely prefer that end of it. That being said, I, I think Canning can have a good start, and I would definitely like look at the under in this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I do expect both of them to have a fairly uh, reasonable stream for tonight. Canning, I would recommend more for your deeper leagues if you're talking like an 8 or a 10-team league. Not a guy I would go for. Uh, more like a 12-team league and beyond kind of guy. Uh, looking forward to Saturday, JP France is the first guy that comes to uh, comes to the list here. He has been not as sharp recently. Uh, granted, his last start was pretty okay. He did have uh, some struggles with the walks. I think he had four or five walks. Um, did though uh, keep the Padres to one run over six. Did get the victory. As a whole for the season, you're looking at a 3.61 ERA, a 1.32 WHIP. Uh, the big thing here is where we're talking about, like, you know, I don't think Canning has a good chance for a win. I think France has a great chance to go out there and get a victory against Kansas City. If he's able to go out there and pitch five innings, there's a very good chance you're going to see him get a victory against a, a very poor Kansas City team. He has 11 victories on the season you know, for a reason. It's because he pitches for one of the best teams in baseball. So if a win is specifically what you're looking for, I think there's a good chance uh, that J.P. France could be your guy. 54% rostered on Yahoo. Again, at this time of year, it's kind of random if a guy is going to be available in your league or not. I think there's a good chance in a lot of those leagues he would be, and I think he could be viable even in a 10-team format. He is somebody that I would take a look at. The other guy for Saturday is Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill, I've always really liked him, and I've always thought that he's gotten a bum rap and people don't think he's that good, even though I've always thought that he was a pretty decent pitcher who we haven't really seen the results long-term at the big leagues yet. That being said, recently he has looked pretty good. His last few starts have been very good over the last month. We're looking at a 3-1-2 ERA. Still letting too many guys get on base of the 146 whip, but he does have a pretty good matchup as well at home against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has not been the team that they were there in the middle of the season for a while. There was a point where they were looking fantastic. Now they are just kind of average at best, you know, not really looking like they're going to be that serious of a team. Uh, who knows if they're going to end up sneaking into the playoffs at this point. I think they're in a virtual tie with San Francisco for that last spot, but they haven't been very good uh, on anything, really, uh, as of late. They have not been a team that is going to scare me away from streaming. And I think Tyler McGill, given how he has performed recently, could be a viable streamer, specifically in those deeper leagues. I think he's more of a 15-teamer and more of a Hail Mary desperation play in a 12-team league. But he is somebody that is available in a lot of leagues. You know, if you're looking at your J.P. Francis and your Scoobles and these guys are not available and you're really desperate for somebody, McGill is there, 15% rostered, starting pitcher and relief pitcher eligible on Yahoo, which can make him a little bit easier to get into your lineups there if you're a daily change guy, which is obviously what we're dealing with here for these weekend streamers. And I think that he could have some viability. Not to say, again, that he is somebody that I would recommend 100% throwing in there, must-add guy or anything, but I think there's a good chance we see a pretty decent start out of him nonetheless. Let's move on to Sunday. That's it for Saturday, just those two guys. 
For Sunday, the first one I've got here is Hyunjin Ryu, and he's another one who is skewing towards the higher roster percentage at 64. But again, this time of year, that's not the craziest high number. There will be some people out there who can find him on waiver wires. Since he's come back, he's been very good. He has been kind of that vintage Hyunjin Ryu uh, that the Blue Jays signed originally from the Dodgers a couple of years back, four years ago now, I believe. He's not anybody who's ever going to throw very hard. Ryu does not throw fast. He is not somebody that is overpowering at all. And yet he has come back here and he's been able to throw to a 293 ERA and a 105 whip, just doing what Ryu typically does. Uh, you know, not major high strikeout rates, just limiting walks. It's a 20% K rate, 5% walk rate. He's done very well. Like, is he overshooting his advanced metrics? A little bit, but those numbers have come down. You know, you looked at those first few starts where he looked very good, and those XFIPs and those advanced numbers looked really, really high compared to his low ERA. Now we're looking at a 386 XFIP, a 332 XERA. Like, those look a lot better than they did before. You know, they're not going to be ever that low for a guy like Ryu unless he has like a spectacular, spectacular season. They're never going to be like sub three numbers. Even then, you're, you're never really going to see it just because he's not somebody who does have a very high strikeout rate and those metrics do tend to favor the pitchers who do have terribly high strikeout rates. That being said, Ryu does face Boston who can be a bit of a struggle uh, for pitchers because offensively, Boston is a very good team. I know there's some disarray there as a whole with Bloom getting fired and the whole team kind of not performing maybe the way that everybody expected them to. I think they've kind of done exactly what people were thinking this year. I don't know what people are hoping for, a 100-win team or whatever. That, you know, that being said, they've been, a, they've been a good team offensively. Their pitching has been not very good at all, but offensively, they have been a good team. They could give Ryu some trouble, but I think at the end of the day, we're coming down to this will be the Sunday stream. We're, we're talking anybody you're streaming on Sunday is more because of desperation than because of, ah, yeah, to hell with it. I'm just going to stream a guy, which you shouldn't be doing at all this time of year. But Ryu will come down to, he's been very good as of late. And I was mentioning this on yesterday's show. If you have been performing well as of late and you're on a hot streak right now, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt over what the metrics say just because of the streakiness and the nature of baseball or the streaky nature of the sport where you can just get hot for a week or two and that's all you really need this time of year. Some people are in their championship finals right now. You don't really care what the advanced numbers say. The guy's performing right now, so the guy's in your lineup right now. We talked about a bunch of those guys yesterday. Ryu is performing right now. Is he actually this good he's not really doing anything we haven't seen him do in the past it's not like he's striking out a crazy number of batters randomly or something like this is pretty much classic Hyunjin Ryu I think that he is a pretty good to go streamer for Sunday he is the guy that I would recommend if you can find him out of the other two guys that we are going to mention here 64 percent like I said it's a little bit of a toss-up but I think in general you'll probably be able to find him even in those shallower leagues. And I think even in a 10-team league, he could make a, a very viable streamer on Sunday versus Boston. Jose Quintana is the next guy we're going to talk about. Remember Jose Quintana last year, how good he was? He had a 293 ERA, a 121 whip. This year, I mean, he's only pitched 59 innings, but he's actually still been pretty much that same guy. 305 ERA, a 127 whip. He has been pretty damn sharp as of late as well over the last month. Pretty much the same numbers, 307 ERA, 126 whip. That's pretty much who he has been. He gets that same Cincinnati team that has not been so sharp as of late. Now, he's jumping up higher on roster percentage numbers, 39% up from 31 last week. But if you can still get in there, I think that he is a good streamer. 
could potentially bump off for a good number of Ks, five, six strikeouts. There is some swing and miss in that Cincinnati lineup, specifically our friend Mr. Dela Cruz. But I do think that you're going to see Quintana give you a pretty decent start the way that he has been trending recently and the way that Cincinnati's been trending recently. Uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup for you guys to stream if need be. And the last one we're going to talk about here is our other old friend, Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers goes up against Detroit. This one will be at home. Detmers has been very up and down this season. If you look as a whole, it's a 4.77 ERA and a 137 whip. There have been times where he's looked like an absolute must-roster stud. There's also been times where he has been somebody that doesn't belong on the shallowest or the deepest of rosters anywhere, nowhere. Uh, but right now, he is on uh, a pretty good streak over this last month, over the last, which is 30 innings pitched, 23 strikeouts, which is a little bit down for him, but a 3 ERA on the dot and a 1.20 whip. He's coming off of seven strong innings against Seattle. Before that, it was six and two-thirds strong against Baltimore. Really good matchup here against Detroit. Again, the wins are always going to be a little bit shaky um, for the Angels, especially right now with no real firepower in the offense. And, you know, he's pitched 137 innings this year. He's got three victories. He hasn't been great, but he probably should have had more than three victories uh, throughout the season. But that just goes to speak to the lackluster nature of the offense. That being said, I think he can go out there and give you a good number of strikeouts. Don't necessarily look at that recent number for the strikeout drop-off. He can go out there and pop off for seven or eight. That's pretty much what I'm looking for. You're hoping for good ratios. You're hoping for a good strikeout number. He would be the guy of the Sunday streamers if it gets down to it where you're saying, I'm just down a couple of strikeouts. I need whatever I can. I don't care about the ratios at this point. Between Ryu, Quintana, and Detmers, Detmers would be the guy that I do take a look at for strikeouts. Now, things can change, of course. Uh, games can get postponed starters can get switched up they go to bullpen games whatever if you guys have any questions about these guys or anybody else you can hit me up over on twitter at joelrico99 and at ethos fantasy bb where we post all of our new content i'll run through these guys one more time tonight friday night wade miley versus washington Tariq scubel at los angeles and griffin canning uh, on the other side of that versus the tigers Tomorrow, J.P. France at Kansas City, and then Tyler McGill versus Cincinnati. That one will be in New York. Hyunjin Ryu on Sunday against the Red Sox. That one is at home in Toronto. Jose Quintana versus Cincinnati. That one is also a home start uh, in New York. And then Reed Detmers, again, at home against the Tigers. Guys, that will do it for the week. I really appreciate everybody who is listening this time of year. You guys are the diehards. You guys are what I do it for, so I really appreciate all you guys uh, hanging around. I mentioned the socials earlier. Go check out sportsethos.com. We got all of our newest content over there. Basketball is ramping up. I believe our NBA draft guide is out now. Football is in swing, and our football fantasy pass is out as well. So go and check out everything we have uh, over at sportsethos.com. We'll be back here on Monday. Take a look at at everything that happened over the weekend. Uh, But until then, guys, take care. Have a great weekend. And cheers.